0: when I screw up at shoots which honestly like a huge screw up it doesn't happen that often but when it does it can be like wow I'm on my butt right now like I just fell (laughs) like this is painful Mm -hmm. um I think as adults we kind of protect ourselves to avoid that sort of risk um because it it hurts it's embarrassing but when that does happen it's been really really helpful to kind of revert back to that almost athlete mentality of like I just have to try again. Let me like really fine tune what I can do better. That's all I have control over. Let me just try again. And seeing it as separate from myself. Like this is quote unquote like a routine I'm performing. Like this is a thing I'm doing that I can get better at. But it's not actually a reflection of me. Um, And I can always improve. I think that's just a more freeing kind of mindset than to think... Everything is going into the shoot, and this is my all, and this is what people will understand about me. And if I don't show it up at the shoot, then (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm a failure. Like, that's just extreme thinking, and I'm definitely guilty of it.
1: Hello, and welcome to Your Creative Haven, a podcast by Kobe.
0: Join us as we talk about things like community, creativity, collaboration, and self-discovery.
1: We'll share stories, struggles, tips, and laughs about living lives as creatives, entrepreneurs, and dreamers.
0: Join us on the journey.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Creative Haven. We have a super special guest today, a photographer, Chloe Sheldon, and we actually met because her and her husband filmed mine and my wife's wedding and uh, got introduced through a friend and then we became friends pretty quickly. So pretty sure within about five seconds of meeting Chloe, we knew that we wanted her to take um, our pictures for our wedding and also wanted to be friends with her. So I will let her introduce herself and then uh, we'll get right into it.
0: Oh my gosh I'm so excited to talk to you and yeah thank you. Um, I am Chloe like you said and I'm a photographer in Chicago shooting mostly branding photos right now, portraits, Occasionally a wedding with COVID. I mean, who knows? I think that's the life of a freelancer. But I live with my husband in the Roscoe Village Bricktown area, if you know where that is. And yeah, it's been good.
1: Awesome. Well, glad to have you here. This is gonna be fun. All right. So Chloe, tell me, um so you're a photographer, but um, and also a creative. Did you always know that you were a creative? Did you always um, feel that? W- what was little Chloe like growing up?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, little Chloe was so creative. It was kind of my identity and my family. Um, and to give some context to that, I'm from a pretty big family. I'm the second oldest of eight kids. And I think growing up with such a big herd of little people, I pretty quickly found my niche and um, mostly started out being uh, interested in drawing and painting. And my dad really fostered that Um, growing up by giving me like a pad of paper whenever I ran out of my other one. And I would honestly spend hours in my room drawing people, drawing the things I saw at the museum from the weekend. I mean, anything and everything. And uh, that pretty much shaped the way I saw the world up until I got to like 18 when people start asking you, what are you going to do when you go to college? I mean, in my mind, I was like, "Uh, I'm going to go for art. I don't really know what kind. I just would say I'm going for art and um, felt pretty confident about that.
1: So you're, yeah, so you're always a creative and artist from when you were young. Cool. And uh, and so then what was that like uh, going, did you go to college?
0: I did, yeah. I actually uh, was homeschooled growing up. And so art was kind of a, a very heavy uh, curriculum that influenced most of my studies. And by that, I mean, I had a lot of free time to shape the way I did my homework and I would honestly like have my sketch pad to the side and be doing like my math homework and feel burnt out and I'd go and like doodle for a little bit and work on whatever I was working on and um, in high school I ended up going to a uh, community college at the same time and was taking life drawing classes there and um, pretty much right up until I graduated I would already started getting credits for college um, and then ended up going to UIC in the city, um, and majored in photography.
1: Wow. Okay. So, so you had a, uh, pretty consistent creative journey, um, from early on when you decided to go to, um, UIC, did you know that you wanted to go into photography already, or was that something that changed throughout that college time?
0: You know, it's so interesting. I, Chose UIC because they had this really great freshman year program where you were required to take a class in sculpture, a class in filmmaking, um, drawing, photography, graphic design. I mean, the whole gamut. There was even um, industrial design, which I had never heard of up until that point. So I took a class in all of them for the first year. Oh, wow! And you basically create like a a little portfolio of everything you accomplished that year. And you have to like go through a critique with all the professors of each of the different majors in the school. And it was very formative to realize like, wow, I really suck at photography. <laughs> <laughs> I almost failed my photography 101 class because I had never used a camera and I didn't understand aperture and shutter speed. I just couldn't figure it out. But I was really good at... Um, more of the creative side of like what I wanted the picture to look like. It took me a long time to get there. Um, So I wasn't great at like the pop quizzes where they'd be like, if you have this aperture, what should your shutter speed be at (laughs) to have the perfect exposure? I'd be like, ah, this is really hard. But when the camera is in my hand, I have this like more intuitive feeling of like, here's what I'm trying to get at. It takes me a while, but I'm getting there. So anyway, all that to say, like it gave me a very good idea of what, my natural skills were at, what I actually was excited about. Um, And I ended up just loving what you could do with a camera and how you can connect with people um, through taking portraits and through documentary photography. So I ended up going towards that, even though I was probably the least experienced and the least natural at that. But at that point I'd been doing drawing and painting my whole life. I felt honestly, really good at it and pretty comfortable and knew I would do that the rest of my life regardless. So yeah, I ended up going towards the critique for photography. And I met with the teacher who was very, very intimidating. And he like ripped apart my photos. And um, he actually ended up being my teacher for the next four years. And at one point literally did rip a photo in his hands because he was like, this is exposed wrong and it was a film class. So very technical in the dark room and um, very, very, very good learning experience. (laughs) But (laughs) by the time I graduated, um, I remember this moment where he like looked me in the eyes after reviewing my like final showing of photos and he just like didn't have words and he gave me this huge hug and other people in the class were really surprised because he's not like a huggy kind of guy he's really intimidating but he was proud of me because i really like came a long way
1: (laughs) yeah it sounds like it so so the original critique in your 101 class that didn't that didn't discourage you or stop you from moving forward at all
0: no i think it actually gave me i've always been that way it's given me a drive to try harder and dig in deeper um It's one of the things that initially made freelancing sound appealing was the actual challenge of it. And um, just knowing like I'm comfortable with my creativity, but this other aspect of running a business or getting my name out there or just showing up at a shoot that I'd never, you know, done anything like that before and just kind of going for it. I think that appealed to me. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah well that that's that's really cool and that's uh probably really encouraging to people listening that um the first time it sounds like the first time you picked up a camera was in college yep. and it sounded like you didn't really know what you're doing so no. i'm sure that's <laughs> that's probably encouraging to anyone that's looking looking to start that uh you can like kind of be the star of the class after uh after a few years and from think, starting from zero
0: yeah it's definitely possible um The main thing that I think gave me that um, progress that I ended up having was being hungry to get better and picking up my camera whenever I was in a moment that was interesting and having it really be glued to my hand. And I think that over time, it became much more intuitive. And I mean, every artist goes through this where you have this vision in your head of what you want your work to look like. And you know, the, the stuff you're creating is nothing like what you're seeing in your mind. But I think it's possible to achieve that vision in real life, the more that you just keep going at it. I mean, mm-hmm. you just get closer and closer every time.
1: Yeah. Well, at the end of this, we'll, we'll talk about some practicals as well. Any, any tips that you have for people that are wanting to go into photography? Um, so... So I'm curious, what, do you remember what the first picture that you took was?
0: <laughs> the first actual photo walk or photo-like experience I went on was um, in my little downtown area. I was home for the weekend from college. I'm, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, so little town near Aurora. Um, they had like this downtown plant shop. Um, which if you know me at all, you know I love plants. So, it's funny that that's kind of something I was attracted to even back then. Um, But I took my camera and just went down by the railroad tracks. I mean, you've seen those like cheesy like senior portrait photos on the railroad tracks. I was like doing that kind of work. I was like, oh, the railroad tracks are so urban. Let me go by (laughs) this plant shop. It has brick. Like, it was not good stuff, but... I was just trying my best.
1: <laughs> so, after you do your photography courses in college and you graduate, what happened um, on your journey after that? Well,
0: it was really interesting because at that point I was about to graduate, but my family was um, going through a really hard time. So, I had actually spent the last three years dedicating all my photography to documenting the process of what my family was going through. I mean, I was looking at themes of mental health, of marriage, of all the different personality types in my huge family. I mean, it was really an immersive um, documentary project. And I think for, for me, I had always seen myself as an artist, and that was my identity. But photography was an aspect of it where I didn't really know what I was trying to say with my photos or what I was trying to actually produce. And I think the easiest way to figure that out was looking at something I was really familiar with. Um, Turning the camera onto my family definitely helped me understand who I am, even though it was a little counterintuitive. So I graduated with this like body of work. I was really proud of that was really therapeutic in a way for me. And then randomly got asked to shoot a wedding, which is like completely not at all what I had been focusing on. And ultimately felt like this is terrifying. I don't know if I can. I don't have any experience. I'd rather make work, you know, that goes in a gallery. That's kind of what I thought I was going to do. But I ended up saying yes. For that same reason, I said yes to photography. I was like, well, I mean, I'm all about facing my fears. And this is definitely a challenge. I'm just gonna go for it. And so it kind of led to having a business on the side and realizing there's a whole different world to this art form that I'm actually really enjoying. And the business side kind of slowly developed and I reshaped, I guess, what I was trying to do from that point on.
1: And in starting your business, did you feel like you knew what you were doing?
0: No, not at all. I had zero experience running a business and I'm truly like not especially gifted in maybe the like more traditional business mentality and like marketing schemes. Like I, I know nothing about that and have learned it the hard way <laughs> over the years how to do it.
1: Yeah, I definitely know that journey as well and know what it feels like just trying stumbling your way through starting a business what would you say are were some of your biggest hurdles all along the way of starting a business it could be something ta- tangible and practical or it could be like just mindset um, kind of things but uh, can you think of any big hurdles that you had to overcome
0: I totally can um, I mean so many but I think one of the main ones was this idea of here's what a business should look like. Here's what I see other people doing it like. And then feeling this inadequacy of, but that's not how I am. And that's not necessarily what would be natural for me. And not knowing there's full freedom to carve my own path and work with the things that are natural for me. Um, So originally I would start trying to be this like really loud and like strong kind of person at shoots Because honestly, a lot of the people I was assisting with and watching were men and were these very dominant personalities. And I just thought like, that's the way you have to be. And um, pretty quickly realized that was not natural for me and not even that effective coming from me. Um, And so I think one of the biggest hurdles along that theme is just realizing I have to believe and trust in my own. Gut about what's going to come across natural and what's going to really connect with the people I'm working with. And I think the faster I was able to use my own personality and my own skills to lead the way and start trusting that that was going to be enough, um, the sooner I started to feel like people were really responding to me as a photographer and also my photos. I was getting better photos because of just using my own voice and using something that, you know, came to me in the shoot instead of trying to create like an agenda based on what I saw other people doing. Um, so that was definitely like, it took a long time to learn that lesson and see, um, how much it paid off to really go with what felt right for me. Um, and I would say the other huge hurdle was, I really didn't have access to the inner workings of other people's businesses. So I would start in more of a scatterbrained way where I'm like editing photos, but I'm saving saving them on this hard drive. And then the next shoot, I'm saving them on a different hard drive. And I'm just kind of going with the flow and very much like um, figuring it out as I went and learning the hard way. Like if that hard drive crashes, those photos are gone <laughs> forever.
1: Oh, <man>. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've experienced that in my film work and, uh, lost, uh, like four or five years of, um, of work. I lost my sister's wedding on there. So
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. you le- you learn the hard way. You learn the hard way. And, um, I think you know following my first rule of going with what felt natural for me that completely does work in the shoot but i learned there are certain parts of my personality like being more spontaneous and liking versatility that does not work when you're trying to actually like <laughs> budget and like keep a log of your shoots and like have a very organized desktop and like the actual practical side of running a business and like sending out invoices and stuff like I, I mean, it was a disaster. Nobody knew, but like I was like hiding this mess on my computer <laughs> that had no organization. So that's been a huge process of learning um, to really stretch myself to be more systematic and um, a lot more strict with myself about um, just running my business well. And I think I'm proud of what I've accomplished now and the system I have. It's something I would. Offer you know if someone was to assist with me to show them what I've learned, but uh yeah, I definitely <laughs> really could have used this information from the get go, but it's like, it's taken a, a time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. I do you want to go back to um, the first one that you said, uh, which uh, I feel like most creatives entrepreneurs can relate to, where you com- just you're comparing yourself to what other people are doing and. Um, and usually on the beginning of our journey, we're trying to be like someone else. Cause you see someone else doing something cool and you're like, Oh, I want to, I want to do that. And that's, that's what works. Um, I'm curious if you had any big moments of learning what your own style was for photography.
0: I think one of the big moments for me was when I had a shoot that Um, somebody came to my house and I set up a backdrop and I had like one dinky light that somebody really generously donated to me. (laughs) Um, I remember in that shoot, like looking at other people's work and almost imagining what if they were in the room with me, would they be laughing at my setup? Um, It was a really destabilizing feeling of like, I'm a nervous wreck. This person's about to come to my door. Like I feel like they're going to laugh at my house and laugh at my setup. And, My focus was so much on my deficiencies that I was almost creating this scenario where I was going to fail just because I already imagined like how much I was not measuring up and um, just had a moment of like, kind of like a talking to of myself, like, Chloe, get it together. Like this person's coming and they're nervous, too. Like they're going into a vulnerable position of being in front of the camera. They don't exactly know what they're doing. They're not a model focus on them, focus on getting them comfortable and greeting them and being warm with them and using the parts of your personality to like, help them calm themselves and feel like they're enjoying the experience. And that was when it clicked for me of my job is not just me performing or achieving or kind of measuring up in whatever way. It's actually about the people in front of my camera. And the more that I can focus on providing them a really great experience and being an assistant to them, I think the more I realize like, oh, like I have everything I need to do this. And if I need to say, hey, just give me a second. Let me figure out this camera setting. That's fine. I don't need to pretend that, you know, I've got it all together and I can do it in two seconds. Like if I need to take a minute, it's it's okay. I think I got more comfortable just realizing like they're human, just like me. Like they're probably nervous about how they look. So is everybody. (laughs) It really helped me. Like from that point on, I feel like I had this completely different approach to shoots.
1: Awesome. And I'm curious, did you have any other people or any other mentors along the way that, that helped you out?
0: I definitely had people I assisted under who, gave me kind of their two cents about what gear they used and, um, you know, how they approach like invoices and contracts. I mean, all of those things that as a freelancer, you maybe don't know right off the bat. So I'm so grateful for the people who like were really generous and just gave me a copy of their contract and said like, Hey, modify this, use it for yourself. Um, in terms of like actually being at a shoe with people, I had no idea what that was like. <laughs> so <laughs> for that, I'm actually grateful because I was able to find a way that worked for me. But um, yeah, I'm really indebted to the people who are like, here's the gear I use and, um, you know, second shoot this wedding with me and just enjoy yourselves and observe and learn from what I'm doing and take whatever is applicable to you.
1: Yeah. What would what would you say was your biggest risk that you've taken along the way? Do you have any idea there? Oh,
0: definitely. Um, it's it's kind of not the usual answer. Uh, but yeah, actually, this year, twenty twenty, um, mm-hmm. it's been a hard year for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, I think I really got to this point of focusing a lot on like what I was trying to do and what I needed to have and, you know, what was coming up. And it was just this kind of striving and grasping and it was stressing me out. And I felt at such an emotional low. Um, I just got to a point where I was like, I cannot like keep up. I feel like it's just me trying to do all this editing and trying to um, put on this brave face and like be everything I need to be for my clients. And, and honestly just For the people in my life, I just got to a point where I needed to hit pause. And I think that felt like a risk because, I mean, at this point, the pandemic was going on. I didn't know what kind of money was coming in. I didn't know really what would be on the other side of taking some time away from work. But I just realized what I really needed to be focusing on was who I was becoming and who I wanted to become, and not so much on like what I was achieving. think I was getting a little stuck in sort of this keeping up with the Joneses kind of mentality of like, okay, well, this person's doing this on social media and this person has this normal, like price that they go for with their weddings. Like I'm not at that level. I need to keep going harder and harder. And honestly, it it really came down to if I want to show up for the people in my life and for my clients who I care so much about, um, as my full self, I actually need to set some boundaries here so that I have the energy to keep this up. Like it's really not going to be sustainable. And so taking some time away from work really s- saved my business. It honestly saved my marriage. I mean, I I can't like overemphasize how hard things were getting. And that time away, I took about three months away from work. And I actually during that time was um, pretty like isolated, but not in a bad way. Like kind of a, like soul retreat kind of way where I just was like, where am I at spiritually? Where am I at mentally and emotionally and physically? And how can I like really minister to those things right now? So I can come back and love the people that are in my life really well and, and make my business feel like, you know, something I want to be a part of again. Like it was getting to kind of a a point where I was dragging myself out of bed, like, come on, (laughs) you know, and I don't want to feel (laughs) that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is, it is tough. Um, Comparison is a killer in creativity, always looking at what other people are doing. I mean, I totally understand that in my own life, like film work, other work, businesses that people are starting Especially when social media is in your face and people are launching these things and people are commenting on it, and you're like, oh, I'm not getting the same sort of like feedback from other people. I'm not getting the same sort of reach, and then it's just like that, just like drives you to to try to do more and try to force things, and it gets really stressful for sure. And it will take a toll on every part of your every part of your life. And I think that's why rest taking a step back is just so important just to take stock of everything everything in your life. I'm curious uh what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment?
0: Okay. Um well I truly wanna say something with my business, but I I really feel like because photography is also an extension of me being an artist, it's so personal. And just being able to maintain being an artist and also staying married (laughs) to my husband, who is also an artist. And uh, we were in business together for uh, several years. And then he ended up um, turning towards World Vision, which is where he works now. Um, So we're on pause with the mutual business we used to do together. But looking at the integrity of our marriage today and looking at where it started and all of the ups and downs, I mean, a lot a lot of work has gone into the trust and the connection we have right now and um just being able to really respect each of our own creative outlets, each of our own methods, each of our own strengths and weaknesses. I mean, I really think that's an accomplishment. <laughs> if you could see where we were <laughs> even a few years back, I mean, um it's pretty uh pretty drastically different. So Definitely have poured a lot of love and a lot of time and effort into nurturing that relationship and feel really proud of where we're at.
1: That is a huge accomplishment for sure. And it can definitely be really exciting uh being with an artist creative and also very challenge challenging as <laughs> well. I just told my wife uh, the other day, I was like, I'm I'm a four if you know the Enneagram. And I was like I'm really glad I'm not married to another four and another creative (laughs) because it would get really moody really fast.
0: (laughs) Let me just give you an example. Josh and I got married in 2016. And in 2017, like spring, we decided to launch a wedding photography business. And the first home we lived in, we had like an extra bedroom. So we put our desks next to each other in this tiny tiny room. There was no room to walk except to sit at the desk. So we're sitting next to each other, both at home all day full time. And it would be like me typing away, working on an email, crafting something and then Josh would like cough and be like, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" <laughs> it would start out okay, like, "Oh yeah, sure. Just a sec, let me finish this sentence." And then like I would answer his question, I'd go back to work and then something would pop in my head and I'd be like, hey, can I actually ask your opinion? Can you look at these photos really quick? We would drive each other crazy. It would go on all day long. (laughs) We started trying to put headphones in, but then it was like, now I'm having to pause the music or the podcast (laughs) so I can answer your question. Like, I just was so ready to strangle him at the end of the day. (laughs) It just brought out all of our terrible (laughs) (laughs) Um, worst tendencies and... Pretty quickly, we we're like, this is not working. Um,
1: <laughs> that That is, yeah, that is, uh, can be a super challenging thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you learn a lot about each other, um, but not necessarily like the things you want to be focusing on in that first year of marriage. We were like learning about each other as business partners and... I just wish somebody had just whispered to us like, hey, maybe focus on marriage first. Don't start the business like immediately. Don't launch (laughs) and announce it to all your friends and family immediately. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Definitely do that different, but you know, we learn from it. (laughs) You learn
1: and now now you get to share it with so many other people. So what happens when you feel like you've failed? You feel like you're just really in a, season of just struggling, whether it's, um, whether it's a project didn't go the way that you want it to, or you're struggling with even just having motivation to move forward or whatever it may be. What, what, how do you deal with that? Oh, it's
0: so hard. Um, I mean, that kind of thing can be debilitating depending on how severe that failure is. I mean, it's so tough as a freelancer because when you are your business even when your your name is in your business it just feels like an extension of your identity and can kind of play at those vulnerabilities of like you know does this screw up that i just experienced actually say something about me um, so i've really struggled with like wow i am having a hard time bouncing back from this failure this shoot that i really wanted to go well and it just didn't like does that mean it's going to happen again and um Yeah, I've recently felt like that and have been freshly like trying to think about, you know, my business is me because I'm an artist, but it's also, it's not a status symbol of like, who I am as a person and what I've achieved. I think really taking time to like speak to my own heart and be like, this failure does not define me this screw up that I just experienced doesn't mean I'm gonna be bound to do that again. I think it's just one of those hard knocks that I'm learning the faster I take responsibility for it and name, wow, this made me feel humiliated, or this made me feel like I let down someone I care about, or this made me feel really stressed out. Like I haven't had that kind of anxiety before. Um, The sooner I can start to say, all right, how do I equip myself for when that's going to happen again? Because it's going to... And just getting comfortable with not just feeling shame and glossing over it and hiding and not talking to anyone about it, but actually being like, let me go to a friend and just kind of vent about this and kind of admit, like, I feel really out of, um, out of sorts about this and, and have someone speak into me and kind of learn to take time for that, take time to recover and then take time to find a way to speak faster to myself the next time it happens. So I'm not just like brought to my knees and then want to hide and (laughs) never get out of bed. Um, Yeah. So to make it more tangible, I think the faster that I'm able to shed some light on how I'm feeling and what I experienced, the sooner I feel freedom to problem solve and just accept like this is a huge bump in the road, but like it's not going to last forever. I'm going to get past it. I mean, it's just better to do that if the longer I kind of pretend it didn't happen and I'm so embarrassed, the more I think it has power over me and instills this fear of like, this is going to happen again. Maybe I shouldn't say yes to this big shoot um, that's coming up. You know, I don't want to live in that kind of um, fear. So I've been, yeah, learning as I'm going.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, I'm sure. Many people can relate. So do you have any other practical advice that you'd give to entrepreneurs, creatives, photographers, anything that you wanna share there?
0: Totally. Um, When I look at myself, when I had just graduated college, I think my biggest barrier was getting out there and trying things because I felt like I needed to have the experience first but I didn't have the experience. So I clearly needed to just go for it. So I think the faster um, you can get plugged in to people who are doing what you want to do and being able to observe them or assist or even just meet for coffee and uh, hear from people, I think the better because more often than not, people are excited to chat with somebody who is coming up in the same field as them or you know, just be able to offer some kind of lesson. And I think... Those pieces of advice that people gave me over the years are still stuff that I'm using today that have shaped my mentality for how I run my business. So I mean, even the surprise generosity of somebody saying, hey, the shoot fell through, but I'm offering the client to you. Do you want to take this? Like you just never know if those things can come up. So just being ready and having your um, network wide enough that you get those jobs or you get you know those people in your life is really, really important.
1: Yeah, that's that's a huge piece of advice is having having that network is super helpful.
0: One thing that's been really helpful for me um, is to almost look at my photography as the same as if you're an athlete and you have a sport, you know, like I used to be a gymnast for 13 years. I was really serious about it. And I loved it. And I did it from age five to when I graduated high school. And it really shaped the way that I thought about challenges and being able to like rise to something that felt harder than what I could achieve. And I think it gave me a grit and a determination that I've been able to tap into for photography. But it's also helped me in my failures, where like if I would get on the balance beam and I would do a routine and maybe all of it was going great. And then I completely screwed up and fell off. Like it it didn't take much to fall off. I mean, the beam is only four inches wide, yeah,
1: but it was I don't just,
0: know how do <laughs> I was, you know, it was, um, like a very like black and white kind of idea of here's what I need to do better. Let me hop back on. And when I screw up at shoots, which honestly, like, a huge screw up. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, it can be like, wow, I'm on my butt right now. Like I just fell (laughs) like this is Mm -hmm. painful. Um, I think as adults, we kind of protect ourselves to avoid that sort of risk um, because it, it hurts. It's embarrassing. But when that does happen, it's been really, really helpful to kind of revert back to that almost athlete mentality of like, I just have to try again. Let me like really fine tune what I can do better. That's all I have control over. Let me just try again and seeing it as separate from myself. Like, this is quote unquote like a routine I'm performing. Like, this is a thing I'm doing that I can get better at, but it's not actually a reflection of me. Um, and I can always improve. I think that's just a more freeing kind of mindset than to think everything is going into the shoot and this is my all and this is what people will understand about me. And if I don't show it up at the shoot, then. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) I'm a failure. Like that's just extreme thinking and I'm definitely guilty of it. Um, So yeah, just recently I've been thinking a lot about the slow patient process of training and um, really finessing um, your muscles as an athlete. It's the same exact thing with creativity or with honing your craft. It takes time and there's nothing wrong with like practice and fine tuning and letting it be something that develops over time. It's not going to be overnight. So that's been super helpful.
1: Yeah. Well, that's just encouraging for me just to hear. So thank you for that. So how can people find you? How can people find your work connected to you?
0: I have a website right now for my wedding photography, which is sheldoncollective.com. And we are open for business and we are very happy to accommodate during this COVID time. I know it's weird for folks. Um, But I also do specialized branding for small businesses that are trying to get their pictures on their website or trying to just pivot during this um, very weird time where we can't meet in person. Um, So I'm doing a lot of branding, which you can see on my personal website, ChloeCamille.com. And I've also got a catalog of portraits and lifestyle photos on there as well.
1: Awesome. And I can attest to your photography that you are an amazing photographer. Also, um, I'll just say when my wife Lisa and I met with Chloe for the first time, we did it over uh, video chat literally within like, probably two minutes if not quicker of our conversation like we loved you so much we we're like we this is definitely the person that we want to work with for sure and just your presence um and just the way that you communicate with people and care for people um was amazing so <laughs> it was so funny when uh, so chloe Chloe's just like, "Hey, it was we talked for a while and at the end it was like, "Hey, just let me know, no pressure, um if you don't want me to take photographs, um just just let me know." Um, just Chloe being super sweet. Um, and we're like, "Okay, we'll let you know." And immediately after we hung up from the call, we both looked at each other we're like, "Did you know within like 5 minutes that we were already going to hire her?" And, and and we're both like, "Yeah, I, but we were like, we couldn't say anything to each other because I didn't want to like make it awkward if one of us was like, yeah, for sure, and the other person's like, oh, let me think about it. But both of us were like, yeah, we wanted to say yes immediately. Um and then um it was fun because uh both both of us were like, Well, we know they're taking our um photos for our wedding but we kind of want to be friends with them too. <laughs> uh, we we think they're super cool. So so that that was that was the beginning of of getting to know you. So definitely uh, appreciate you Chloe and and I'm excited to see where you go in the future with your photography and with your creativity and I think all of everything that you shared is going to be super helpful. Uh, for anyone listening, anyone struggling, trying to create a business. um, Thank you. Yeah.
0: That means so much. And to share on my point of view about that first meeting. I was like crossing my fingers, like please
1: book me, please book me,
0: please book me. And also let's be friends. It was such a great meeting. Oh, and
1: that was, that was one of the best moments ever at our, at our wedding when you, when, when you guys were like, so we kind of want to be friends too. <laughs> Just straight up said it, like right? Good, because we were thinking the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, so. it's pretty special when that kind of connection happens. So we're we love it. I can speak for Josh and I both.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, this has been so fun. And if anyone out there is looking for anyone to do any sort of photography for for your business, um, please reach out to Chloe. She's super talented and you know where to find her. So thank you so much again, Chloe. And hopefully we will uh, talk to you sometime soon. I know you have lots to share. So so maybe we'll uh, create another episode.
0: Thank you. This was so much fun and an honor. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you all for listening and we will see you next time.